Welcome to the Driven Woman Podcast, where we're on a mission to empower women with the mindset, tools, and strategies so that they can lead powerfully and authentically in order to make a massive impact on this world. I'm your host, Sophia Bryan. Hi there, Driven Woman. Uh, I trust that you are all doing well, and you have been enjoying the stories that I've been sharing so far of the amazing women leaders, women who are just showing up powerfully and authentically. So this episode is a solo episode and it is gonna be supporting some of the conversations I had with Asia Williams on negotiation. But I'm going to be using some personal anecdotes to bring across a few points. And interestingly, (laughs) um, I thought about whether or not I was going to actually share this information or share one particular experience and then I was like you know what I'm just tired of this I'm just sick of this um I'm so tired of seeing people who are so emboldened to do this and I feel like it is my duty to equip my listeners with the knowledge that they need to better themselves and to put themselves in a better position for their own upward mobility. It has always been my view that if as a woman you have decided that you are going to work, you're going to put your shoulders to the wheel, you should put yourself in the best position uh, as possible to receive the compensation, the remuneration that you deserve for putting your shoulders to the wheel, right? So in this episode, I'm going to be speaking about salary negotiations and I'm going to be speaking about uh, women being underpaid and I'm going to be speaking about how you can avoid being underpaid and under under supported by your employers. I'm going to be speaking about that. I'm going to be speaking about how to position yourself in an interview uh, and how to make that ask once you have gotten your foot in the door, make that ask for, uh, for an increase in salary. So what probed this? So interestingly, I did an interview with a with an organization that is based in the United States, and it was a company that I well I didn't know the name of the company or anything like that. Uh, you know, interestingly, um, in Jamaica, for some reason, employers or companies don't necessarily want to always disclose the name of their company before persons apply. So in that case, I didn't know the name of the company. So I had applied in January 
or maybe December of 2018. I saw it, I was like, okay, maybe, you know, this is something I could do as I, you know, find my feet, gather myself. And I received an email out of the blue. The person who wrote to me said that, uh, you applied some time ago. We had f- filled the position. However, it's now vacant. And we feel as though you could be the person to fill that role. And I was thinking to myself, well, you know, um, there is room for me to maybe support an organization in this regard. And so I decided to do the interview. So during the interview, uh, the person I met with, you know, shared a few details about the company. And then he asked if I had any questions as the person that interviewed me. And I asked my question, uh, I asked if it was going to be a remote position. Uh, and then the person asked me if I wondered why this US-based company was seeking staff in Jamaica. I thought about it, but I already came to a conclusion. And so I didn't see the need to ask the question during the interview because I already knew what the the answer would have been. But (laughs) I'm glad it came up because uh, you'll see why. So I said, "Uh, no, I didn't really think about that. And the reply was, well, uh, you know, a lot of our contracts or competitive edge has a lot to do with price. And he was saying, you know, we can obviously find well-suited persons in the U.S. to fill this role, but um, it's, you know, the price. And I was like, oh, I get it. You know, the cost to, to, to pay someone in Jamaica would be significantly less. And I had an appreciation for that. Right. Um, you know, you can live a good life in Jamaica with less um, than you were t- than you would if you were in the U.S. Fine. <laughs> but then he goes a step further <laughs> by mentioning another co- another country, uh, the Philippines, and said that, you know, they were also looking into to people from the Philippines. Um, and I think uh, the cost of living in the Philippines is is very low, even lower than the Caribbean. And he's, he, you know, the person I spoke to explained that the reason why it wouldn't work there is because um, of the time zone difference. So that for me uh, even made it more clear that price or the cost was, would be a major factor, right? But in my mind, I was thinking that, well, that's it's not going to have a significant bearing on what I would ask because I do, you know, I considered what the market conditions were in Jamaica, what someone doing that post would be paid, and I considered uh, what the living wage would be in the U.S. In a state like... Uh, uh, DC, for example, or New Jersey. I, you know, I checked around to see what the average would be, of course, and then I that factored into what my ask would be. So, <laughs> two things. 
Prior to being interviewed, the person asked me what kind of salary I'm looking to make. And I said in the email that, look, I'd much prefer to have a conversation around salary uh, in a formal interview because I wanted to know if this person was serious or it would only matter what I'd want for my salary. We all need a community of like-minded people who hold space for us to discuss our unique difficulties. Most times, hearing what someone else has overcome pushes us forward and allows for our own transformation. This is why I have created the Driven Woman podcast, Patreon community where you can go and get this kind of support and experience this kind of community. So my Patreons will have an opportunity to join me over on Facebook where I'll be sharing exclusive content. You'll be able to share your questions and get feedback from our community. And Patreons will get an opportunity to Sort of be like my co-producers by letting me know directly what are some of the themes that you'd like for me to discuss here on the podcast. And for my VIP members, you will get access to a private Q&A and monthly goal setting sessions that are not done via the internet. They'll be done privately on Zoom. So if this is something that you are interested in, and I think you are, just go over to patreon.com forward slash driven woman podcast. And for those of you who would like to simply support the show to help me keep it going, uh, you'll have an opportunity as well to become a patron. So I look forward to seeing those of you who are excited about this opportunity to get access to unique trainings, um, private coaching with me, and to build a community of like-minded women. So I look forward to you. Join me over Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Driven Woman Podcast. Let's get back to the show, right? And then we had the conversation and it came up again. So what kind of salary are you looking to make? And that's, and then if you know anything about negotiation, you are, you allow someone to make an offer first, right? But I realized in the interview that he was not willing to make an offer first because I think they want to pay the lowest amount of money possible to a person fulfilling that role. I'm just imagining how many persons have been in a situation like that where they weren't equipped and where they weren't confident in themselves and where they didn't do adequate research um, and where there was a sense of, I have to get the job, I have to get the job kind of energy in how they position themselves during the interview. So I could only imagine. 
So I made my ask of what um, I think would have been reasonable in the context of Jamaica and factoring my qualifications, my value, my years of experience. So that went into my ask and the reply was okay. There was no back and forth or anything like that. Um, I was just told that, okay, my second in command will contact you if needs be um, and I'll get back to you. And I was asked when I'd be able to start. So, <laughs> so I'll update you in this regard, right? But I'm not sure if you can help it, if it would be a good idea to be working for an, a company or an organization where money is the priority. The bottom line is the only priority um, getting, getting someone to work for the least amount of coins is the priority. Ask yourself this question. Would I really want to, to work for a company like that? And that's a question I've asked myself, right? Do you really want to be working for a company like that? So that's one anecdote. So in a, in a situation where the person is unwilling to state what they're putting on the table. You know, so much could be said about this, and I'd love to hear your feedback on the whole scenario. But your eyebrows should be raised if a company does not have a budget in place for, um, for a particular post. If they don't, and if they don't want to disclose what the budget is. There's much more to negotiation than that, but if they're not willing to disclose what their disclose what their budget is, um, it's cause for concern. So do your research. Know what the market says this thing is worth worth. But what I want to also add is that regardless of where you are from in the world, regardless of where you are from in the world you are a global citizen and in your discussions or negotiations around salary and possibly taking on a position you are a global citizen and so you're going to be mindful of the circumstances that exist in the environment that you are living in but you're also going to to make a note of what's happening in other parts of the world, what the standard is in other parts of the world and see where you can establish a middle ground for yourself so that you're not overworking and being underpaid. So that's my note on that. Another scenario I want to speak about is where I started working at an organization and a conversation in the interview or the second interview was that at the end of your probationary period, there would be room for salary negotiations, you know, negotiating an increase. Um, and of course, you know, which at the time I thought was reasonable. And I still think, you know, a situation like that, it is reasonable. And uh, depending on the company, uh, depending on your situation, I mean, something like that could be reasonable, right? But <laughs> here's where the problem lied. I thought that based on that conversation 
I would need to remind the owners of the organization about that arrangement that we would renegotiate at the three-month mark. And so they never said anything, and I was almost scared to say something. I think I was uh, scared is probably not a strong word to use in this regard. I think I was probably scared, yeah. (laughs) And I never brought it up. And a year later, I still never brought it up. And I eventually left the organization. Uh, I eventually left. But I never revisited the conversation around an increase in my salary or asked for an evaluation of my performance. Of course, I got a lot of informal evaluations. You know, a few big ups here and there. Uh, (laughs) You know, um, I don't think they were bad people, you know. Um, Whether or not they remembered, I, I don't know. I can't say. But I thought it was their responsibility to bring it up. And which is probably why I was also scared. (laughs) The truth is you have to go into bat for yourself. If that was the arrangement at the beginning of the, the, you know, before I started working, um, I should have been a little bit more brave to say, hey, uh, can I have a meeting with you? This was our conversation. Can we revisit it? Uh, I'd love to have a proper evaluation or rather than waiting on them to evaluate me, I should have been taking note of how much the company had evolved since I had been there and use that to cushion my case for an, in- for an increase in salary. That's what I should have done rather than being scared <laughs> and leaving money on the table, Right? So how many of you have gone through this? How many of you are going through this? Let me know in in the let me know in the reviews or feedback from this episode. So I need you all to go to iTunes, look for the Driven Woman podcast and let me know. And I also need you to go to our Twitter at Driven Woman Show. And leave a comment there. Follow and leave a comment there. And I'd love for you to also go to the Instagram page and show some love there as well. Leave a like, follow, comment, let me know. Have you dealt with situations like these and how do you intend on addressing it? The other personal anecdote I want to share is a situation where I was... (laughs) a little brave enough to ask for an increase and I was told no uh, without any proper conversation around the issue or around why or why not or, or whether or not I should be given an increase. I was just immediately shut down and I feel like that's probably what's, you know, made me so timid to, to go and ask for that review in the formal anecdote, because that happened after this scenario. I was shut down. I wrote a letter um, to, to the boss. I wrote a letter and asked for a meeting. I was so timid at that time as well. 
was so timid. I was so... <laughs> Yo, ladies. This nuts. <laughs> I was so timid. <laughs> oh my God. Tears are coming to my eyes right now because... <laughs> In that moment, I knew I needed to be brave. I knew I, I knew I needed to stand up for myself and I knew I needed to ask, but I was so scared. And the person I interacted with, I think they could sense it and I think they played into they played played that to their advantage. I didn't get what I want because I think the frequency I was operating on at the time was uh one where I, I wasn't bold, I wasn't as confident as I needed to be. And um I wasn't as assertive in that scenario as I should have been or as I could have been, even though probably being more assertive, being a little bit more bold and forthright, uh it probably would have result not resulted in something good for me as an employee, as an employee, not that I would have been rude, not that I would have been, um, disrespectful, but based on the environment that I was in, being too assertive doesn't necessarily, didn't necessarily result in something positive. Of course, um, after that experience, I decided that I, it was imperative for me to move on. And that's what I did. Another scenario I'm going to be sharing with you is a scenario of, of uh, that involves another person. I don't know the person. Um, I just met them randomly on the street, actually. So <laughs> we were on the bus together. Uh, this is in Jamaica, and we came off the bus. Um, I think our eyes made four in the bus, or we, we had... A very brief exchange of words. And when I got off the bus, the young lady said to me, you know, I, I, you work, right? This is the conversation. She was like, you work, right? And I was like, yeah, I work. And she said, well, you know, I just did an interview. I was like, okay, that's nice. And she was like, the person was offering to pay me. I think she said either 5000 or 5500 to come in for, I think it was three days, Lord. I may be mixing, it's either three days or a full week. And to, to give more context, 5,000 or 5,500. Yeah, it was three days because 5,500 or 5,000 per week is less than minimum wage in Jamaica. And for clarity, $5,000 or 5,500 Jamaican dollars is about 50 US dollars or a little, maybe 40 right now based on the current uh, climate in Jamaica. So about 40 US dollars, between 40 to 50 US dollars is the equivalent of 5,000 to 5,500 Jamaican dollars. And I said to her, well, is it possible for you to ask for a little bit more? Because, you know, that it doesn't sound so reasonable. And she was she was like, well, I'm single. And, well, you know, it's better than nothing. And, um, you know, it's just me. I'm single. I don't have any responsibilities. So I can do it. 
And I was, I said to her, okay. And, you know, I, re, you know, reiterated my comment of recommendation about maybe seeing if she could get some more out of that situation. And, you know, she went off. Why did I share these three stories? All these stories involved women, i.e. me, and in the last scenario, another young lady. All these scenarios involved women that were clearly being exploited for their naivety, for their lack of research, for their lack of confidence, and they were being exploited because, well, if you're single and if you, you, you don't have children or you don't have responsibilities, it simply means that you're able to go by and a lot less. And you actually create that story in your mind to justify being underpaid or to justify being exploited financially. And I shared the other story to let you know that regardless of where you are in the world, you need to be mindful of the, the economic crisis, but you're a global citizen and there are certain standards that go wherever you are in the world. And even if the living wage in your country is significantly less than a US or a UK, it doesn't mean that um, you're, you're going to be given the bare minimum. No, it doesn't mean that, okay? So I know that this episode may have been a little heavy for some of you, especially if you've gone through any of these scenarios or if you're going through any of these kinds of scenarios. Um, if you are, send me an email, sophia at sophiabryan.com. Uh, if you have any questions... Um, I'd be happy to to look at whatever question you may have and, you know, maybe um, reply to you uh, via the podcast. Let me know if this um, has allowed you to reflect on some of what you're currently experiencing or has helped you to reframe what you have experienced in the past. Leave it in the comments. And if you are someone who is an employer, if you are a boss, think about these stories that I've shared. And I hope that will help you to recognize that as a boss, as an employer, it's not about paying people the bare minimum or as little as you can possibly get away with. No, that's not what it's about. That's not being a boss. Maybe you need to um, up the ante on your level of integrity. Or if you're in HR... Maybe you need to be going to bat for the people that are uh, at your organization if you know of people that are experiencing this. And there's, there's always an amicable way to have difficult conversations. Always. So leave me an iTunes review. Leave me a review. Thank you. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. If you... Um, Going to iTunes, going to your iTunes app. If you don't have the app, you need to download the app to your device. It can be downloaded onto your uh, laptop, your Windows device, if that's what you have. Or if you have an Apple device or Android device, whichever, it can be downloaded. Look for the show on iTunes. Leave a review because 
when I have reviews for the show, it will allow more people to easily find the show on iTunes. More people will get access to it. Right? So I look forward to your reviews. Yes. <laughs> and I look forward to your feedback on this episode. I, I really do. And for those of you who would like to support the show, support what I'm doing, uh, I've set up a Patreon, right? So I've set up a Patreon if you want to make a donation to, for me to keep the show going off. Until then, please stay driven. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Driven Woman podcast. Let's keep the conversation going over Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash Driven Woman podcast. If you loved this episode, and I know you did, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. This allows more people to get access to the show and the quality conversations that we have over here, right? Can you do that? I'm counting on you. And until next time, stay driven, 